fruit that is a container and a carrier of words, those words are seeds. So what am I germinating? What am I pollinating all over the world? Every time I talk, for every interview I do, for every stage I'm on, for every conversation I have, what fruit will come from that? Mm. And I think the greatest awareness, I tell, we know we've had conversations about voice and knowing your voice. The highest form of that awareness is knowing just how powerful your words are and stewarding them wisely. We're continuing our conversation with Melissa D. White. We asked Melissa to tell us her why, you know, why does she get out of bed in the morning? What is motivating her, charging her up, you know, all of those wonderful things. And this is what she had to say. My life mission is to activate voices, especially marginalized voices. I am a lifelong advocate of helping others to be seen and heard through writing and speaking. My story is unique because I'm the product of being raised by three generations of women. And I had to learn to unmute myself as a young woman and now as a speaker around the world. My contribution to the African Black tapestry is building a legacy of tools that don't just give our people a voice, because we already have one, but the tools of confidence to include ourselves in the necessary conversations and the audiences where we are called to speak up. Powerful, powerful. Mm -hmm. So you're raised by three generations of women. (laughs) Yeah. And I can imagine the richness of that Mm -hmm. and all the ways in which that would then support you, grow you, mold you, So how did this upbringing influence your understanding of the importance of voices, particularly in the marginalized community then? Because in my family, in my upbringing, I learned that what you don't say is just as important as what you do, Mm. especially for women. Mm -hmm. Mm. My mother, God bless her. I love her. I know I've learned, you know how with your mother, right? Growing up, you know, when you're in trouble, because she might give you that look. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every mother has that look. Yes. So we learn very early how to read what people say and don't. Yes. Mothers. Yes. So, and my mother is a, she's a quiet strength. She's an introvert. So when she did speak, oh, it meant something. Yes. But her silence is loud too. Mm. (laughs) And as black women, oftentimes our silence is very loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so it taught me how to read and understand the communication of silence, but respect when someone does finally speak up Mm. and what it probably took in order for them to do it. Right. Right. And that lesson started with my mother and I'm quite opposite. If I feel it, you'll know it. It's it. It comes out. (laughs) I emote, I feel, I go through the whole human experience out loud. <laughs> I, I like to say I, I, I am, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the essence of voice. Right. I think every part of my body speaks. And I think that's because I even, we had that conversation recently. I said, mom, I said, I think I'm all the emotions. Um, I, I came out just being the emotions you wouldn't feel like I came out with all of it. 
<laughs> and we laugh about uh, how opposite we are in that way. And that's okay. Yes. Um, and I tell this story because to anyone listening, I challenge you to find, to, to one, explore. We talked about self in our last segment, knowing your own voice, but explore the who you are in your family tapestry. It's like, okay, I'm the, we get labeled like, this one's the smart one. This one's the crazy one. This one's the one that's, and it's like, okay, let me explore their labels, but how do I feel about it? Do I accept it? Yeah. Or is this the way, like, is this the truth about me? Yeah. Like, really explore that. And then you get to define to your family members and to the world what that really is for real. And I had to do that. It was like, cause, oh, here she go. It's like, no, you don't get to have feel some type of way about my emotions. I, they're mine. And I would. <laughs> I, so, so I chose the route of, I own it, but I had to calibrate that language so people could receive it because mm-hmm. communication is two way. I couldn't just shout it out and it's not received because then it's not communicated properly. Right. So, you know, when you talk about how I learned this or whatever, it was, it was from black women. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. I, I think it was yesterday. I do something called balancing every morning and that, mm-hmm you know, I contemplate uh, different things and I'm in the space of contemplating light and Mm. what it means to be light, you know, and Mm. be the embodiment of light. And so I think it was yesterday or the day before I got up and there was a desire to just uh, release the essence of everything that is not me. And that Mm. includes my mother. Uh, And I had to, and audience, you can go with us in this direction, but I'll give you a visual, you know, if I am to go all the way back to when God and I had a conversation about me coming into this life, you know, and, and I envisioned my mother as, you know, the feminine energy and my father as a feminine energy, and I'm standing there. And I haven't made the decision yet, or we're just dialoguing about what's the path that you're supposed to travel and all this other stuff. And the path is, well, I'm light, you know, but there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to darken me as I go along this Mm. journey. And the quest is about coming back to the place of understanding that you're light. So I'm visualizing this. I'm visualizing standing at the precipice before I jump and then become Joan, right? And so I'm light and I'm going to jump. And now my mother, my, the masculine and the feminine energy come together and there I am. And now I begin to walk this path. And I, I pictured this path very much like the roots of a tree, the roots being my, the, what would be the ancestors of light. And then now going to the very top of the tree uh, and then bearing fruit, which is light. But there are so many branches you know, and the question is, okay, am I going to have these branches that really are about my choices and Mm -hmm. the things that I do in this life? And are they going to bear fruit? Or Mm -hmm. are they not, you know, and so am I a tree of life? Am I a tree of light? Am I a tree of love? Am I a tree of peace? Am I a tree of joy? Am I a tree that is the true essence of who God is? Because at the end of the day, that's what this is about, right? Mm -hmm. So I visualize that and then I make a very conscious decision. My identity is light. Uh, God is light. My identity is love. God is love. Uh, And so my identity is then with God. And I know my mother is really my sister and my father is really my brother, you know, but the essence of who I am then lines up 
and I released my mother and Mm -hmm. all of the essence of my mother. I didn't have to release my father for some reason, but the essence of who my mother was, was still Mm -hmm. very much with me. And I released that. Mm -hmm. And then I just came back into this space where my identity and the story I had, I can tell moving forward is I am light. And, and, you know, so that was a, a really powerful kind of thinking through and an experience at the same time. And I'd love your, your thoughts on that. Oh, you speak in my language, Dr. Joan. Anytime you mention light and fruit and God, I am just, you're, we're in the same flow. For me, you know, one of my favorite passages of scripture is John 15. It talks about the fruit and the branches. Yes. Yes. And so uh, for you, when you say I am light for me, I say I'm fruit, I'm seed and fruit. And so I am constantly examining fruit, the fruit of my, I'm the fruit of my mother and father. Yes. <laughs> but fruit contains a seed. So I can, I'm, a, I'm fruit that carries seeds. Yes. And so I look at every experience in life, like, okay, what kind of ground am I about to plant in? Yes. Will this produce good fruit for yes. me before I say yes, before I say no? Am I creating fruit that lasts and that glorifies God? Mm. I also understand the words I say. I can. T- I am literally fruit that is a container and a carrier of words. Those words are seeds. So what am I germinating? What am I pollinating all over the world? Every time I talk, for every interview I do, for every stage I'm on, for every conversation I have, what fruit will come from that? Mm. And I think the greatest awareness, I thought we know we've had conversations about voice and knowing your voice. The highest form of that awareness is knowing just how powerful your words are and stewarding them wisely, when to speak, when to listen, what conversations to say yes or no to, what words you write, and how will that speak for you later? So, yeah. I love the essence of light because without light, fruit can't live, Uh. can't grow. God is love. He is light, but he's a God that wanted to replicate and reproduce himself. So he made fruit. Mm. His spirit, it's our job to share his light and his spirit by producing good fruit. That's my take on that. I love it. What do you think God's plan is for the black woman to live Hmm. well? Aren't we living? I think we're starting to have an awareness of what living really looks like, not Mm -hmm. just surviving, not just thriving. I'm not saying living by having Sunday brunch and taking girls trips. I mean, thriving to me, you're living when you have crossed over from your own wants and desires to a constant search and acceptance of God's plan for me. God, every day my prayer is, what's your plan for me? Because it's bigger than anything I could think. I want to live that. Mm -hmm. Because if I live what I want, it's too small. Because you're bigger than that. Right. So for Black women, for those of us who believe in God, who, who desire the will of God, living for us means of life for sacrificing what I want 
or what I desire for something bigger. And for a moment, it might not, it might, it might look like a valley. It might look like change or transition. It might look like unbelieving everything you've been taught because we're taught, oh my goodness, Dr. Jones. And you can unpack this better than I can as a, <laughs> to, to, you know, dealing the space of trauma. To me, it is the most traumatic experience of a black woman to be taught that we have to struggle. Like struggle is a rite of passage. You haven't earned the right to be heard. You haven't earned the right for this table. A girl, you haven't gone through that yet. Or you haven't earned the right to a happy marriage because you got to struggle the first few years. It's a lie. That's not living. That's not living. It's not God. Yes. absolutely. And not to suffer in it. You might suffer a little while, just like childbirth. You might suffer a while, but there is an end to that. That's that should not be generational. That should not be a rite of passage. That was another thing that I balanced this morning. I was looking at, you know, the business. Uh, It was interesting to me that we had this forecast done by uh, an accountant as we were preparing to go for a business loan. And so I looked at the forecast and he had this diagram. So it's kind of like a line, horizontal line. And then he has this line going up and he calls it the breakthrough line, you know, like the break even, mm-hmm. the, the break even point. And mm-hmm. I looked at it and it was six months out. And uh, so then I, I began to think to myself, okay, so the six months, I don't have to think about it as a moment of suffering at all. This is a, a period of germination. This is a period of like we're, love that. we're we're just gonna birth this thing and yeah it's the and, birthing process and 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 as we move through then there's only success so yeah. in this period of getting to the birthing or the breakthrough point mm-hmm. uh I don't have to think about that as suffering anymore at, and in fact it's not and mm-hmm. I, I began to think about even you know the idea of hating failure and uh, anticipating failure, but then recognizing, okay, there's failure, there's failure, there's failure, there's failure, and eventually there's success. And then I had this aha moment where I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but all the days of failure are done. Like, we don't need to talk about that anymore. That's over now. That's over now. And then it's success, you know, and then let's plan for the success. Let's implant for the success. Let's germinate in all the ideas that need to come for the for the future once there mm-hmm. is success which already is so you know those were some of the things that um you know the awareness that in a lifetime we're supposed to have failure and success it's it's not generations of failure and then generations of success we are our ancestors we are here right now and we don't have to go through this long meandering seven generations in order for something uh, to come to us. But as you said before, our story, our individual stories is the Black story. And it's time for us to move now into a new space where we accept in this life, in this mm-hmm. life, there's success. In this mm-hmm. life, there's prosperity. In this life, there is abundance and mm-hmm. The other thing that I want to talk about in the next segment is if the black woman is successful, mm-hmm. then does she need to feel guilty that perhaps the black man is going to follow and that his breakthrough point is going to come through, but in a slightly different order, 
and in a slightly different way. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. <laughs> 